You're listening to Tech Talk Central. Back in Barcelona, and we are at the Tele2 booth. This is Sakis Triandafilakis for Tech Talk Central. Today we have Rami Avidan, the director M2M for Tele2 Group, and we are really happy to hear and know more about what Tele2 Group is doing right now. Hi, very pleased to be on. Um, so Tele2, we are um, an operator, mobile operator, and we have uh, gone into the M2M IoT space uh, roughly two years ago. We are very, very focused on delivering uh, on our core, which is connectivity. We exist today in nine markets around Europe. It's Sweden, it's the three Baltic states, it's Holland, it's Germany, it's Austria, it's Croatia and it's Kazakhstan. We've set up a M2M business unit that is completely separate from all of the other uh, countries within the group. We're basically like a country ourselves, where we have our own salespeople, our own support people 24-7, our own product people, our own engineers. The reason why we've done that is because M2M is significantly different from most of the other telco products that an operator would take to market. The most important aspect is that, number one, this is not a local play, it's a global play. M2M is not rolled out only in a given market, it is rolled out at the minimum level in, in a region. So you need to be able to deliver a global or at least a regional solution. To be able to do that, you need to be set up differently. So that's number one. Number two, we have been very, very clear since day one. We want to focus on the core part of what we do, which is connectivity. So what we offer is connectivity and connectivity closed solutions. Now that means that when we go to market, we do that together with best-of-breed selected partners. For example, system integrators or specific hardware players, device manufacturers or module manufacturers. And we create end-to-end -end solutions together with those partners that we then together take into the marketplace. So this is very much about a partner play. So tell us more about your products, uh, about the connected devices. So, if you look at the product that we are offering into the market today, it's uh, obviously very much around connectivity and uh, various types of platforms to be able to develop uh, different types of solutions. Our focus verticals, very much in transportation. So we do um, a lot of applications within um, logistics, automotive. For example, we, are, we have rolled out uh, Audi carpooling segment across Europe, uh, where you are able to, instead of actually owning your own car, you're able to utilize a car when and if you feel that you want to by downloading the Audi Carpool app. You locate the, clo the closest uh, carpool, you book, you book a car, the key is sent to you electronically, you go to the car, you pick it up, and that's it, and you drive away. And you pay by the mile, basically. So uh, that's just a typical example. Uh, another very, very large uh, customer of ours, yeah. And have you already implemented that? Is it, uh, is it working? Yes. First rollout was uh, in northern part of Europe, uh, together with Audi, and that has been rolled out. And of course, uh, we are now uh, continuing that rollout across the European footprint. Really interesting. Do you have any other business case studies? Yeah, of course, we have, we have several. Uh, for example, industrial automation. Um, Within manufacturing, uh, one of our uh, customers is a customer called ESAB, which is one of the largest, or the, actually the second largest welding manufacturer of the world. So they create big welding machines. They wanted to move away from um, uh, welding as a product to welding as a service, i.e. selling welding meters, 
rather than selling uh, Bing welding machines. So uh, we started that uh, project uh, roughly a year ago together with one of our system integrator partners, Vipro. So we are developing that and helping uh, ESF roll out their new solutions into the marketplace. Very interesting, changing business models. This is a very uh, interesting concept that we see growing, that companies are not looking at IoT or M2M as a technology anymore, it's a strategy. This is about changing the way that you go to market, changing the way that you do business day to day. Thinking about how you want to interact with your customers, and that's really what this technology enables. Well, basically, Internet of Things will really change the, the, the way people experience now technology. Um, so, obviously, the business models will uh, evolve uh, as the technology evolves. Is that right? No, uh, absolutely. I think um, today you see uh, very simplistic business models coming out where companies are starting to uh, offer services rather than products. We will see more complex models coming out. We will see the connected car coming out with its own cloud, delivering uh, apps in the car, on the fly. You will be able to buy and download movies in the car as you go. You know, so all of these dis different business models are going to develop as, um, as the technology gets more and more implemented. Another typical example is, for example, the white goods. If you think about your home, the dishwasher and the washing machine and the mown lower. Now, if you think about it, today in your home, you are getting used to buying services, Netflix and Spotify. You're paying a monthly fee to be able to watch, to watch movies or listen to music. What will happen is that you will be buying washing as a service as well. You're not going to buy a dishwasher or a washing machine per se. You're going to buy a small, medium or large pack as an example. I think that was uh, implemented. Uh, I think it was it in Sweden, uh, a certain model like this. Yes. It was. I, I can't disclose which uh, uh, actual uh, White Coast vendor it was, uh, but that, uh, we were obviously behind that. Uh, so, um, and this was uh, roughly a year ago that this was launched. Um, this was launched as a test bed. Um, the result is uh, astonishing. The customer take up was very, very strong, and they really liked the concept. So, are, uh, do you have anything else? Uh uh, that maybe you could share with our audience? Well, you know, I love this industry, so I could be speaking uh, forever about this. Um, but, yeah, of course, I think the, the most important thing is uh, to realize is that, look, this, this is a technology that um, enables a lot of various types of solutions. But more importantly, it's going to change the way we actually go about our day-to-day -day life. It's going to simplify our life. It's going to make our life an enriched environment. However, while that is happening, we have the issue of privacy. So what is very, very important is that all the partners, i.e. the people that are putting together all of these types of solutions, are enabling us as consumers, users of these services, the right to defend our own privacy, meaning you have to do an opt-in or an opt-out model. So if I'm, a, as a consumer, decide to utilize one of these products as a service and I expose my information, I should be informed exactly what type of information is flowing where and when and how so that I can decide whether or not I want to venture into that type of relationship. There's a big issue about privacy and basically who gets to own the data. Uh, it's really important that uh, the users, the customers, 
can understand uh, how the company basically um, uses the data. No, uh, I agree uh, 100%. Um, the, the problem, of course, is that this is a very complex industry. Many, many different components in an end-to-end solution. Everything from a module to a device to a connectivity uh, supplier to a system integrator to an application to someone who's perhaps delivering the service provisioning. So there are many different components. Then to be able to track the data from initiation until storage is not so easy. So it's going to rather be about me as a consumer understanding what type of information I'm actually disclosing, feeling comfortable with that information being in the cloud, if you may, without giving it a better name than a cloud, and starting off there. And as, as these types of solution grows, we will see that more and more consumers are going to be more and more comfortable with these uh, types of solutions, basically. So, uh, would you think that um, this will be auto-regulated, or should government or any other consortium uh, should take care uh, of uh, the rights and a code of ethics, maybe some guidelines of how the data should be used and up to which point the user uh, can uh, defend his data? Uh, it's a very, very good question, actually. Um, I think, first of all, there are a lot of different types of organizations that are putting out ethic rules, rules of engagement. You know, the GSMA, uh, the consortium for all of the operators have come together and they've defined certain set of rules that we need to follow with regards to how we utilize and, and uh, transmit data. So I think all of these things are uh, taking place as we speak. More importantly, though, I like the phrase caveat emptor, which in essence means let the buyer beware. Meaning that when I, as a consumer, buy a service, it's very important that I am aware of what that means. So if I disclose my information, it should be very apparent where that information takes place and where it will land. So that's the moment. Secondly, on your question on regulation, we can already see that uh, certain regulations are driving protect data protection acts in certain different verticals, healthcare being one, Financial transactions is, is another one. So we can already see that this is taking place. We can see this in municipalities. We can see this in the teaching environment in the universities. You know, data is being protected. But, you know, at the same time, when you apply protection, security, you also become very, let's call it rigid in, in, the, in the model of what you can do with that said data. So it's, uh, you know, it's a uh, shift between protection a balance, yeah. A balance between protection and flexibility. That was really interesting, to be honest. Um, so, uh, what are, from your point of view, uh, the future trends in IOT? Uh, what do you see in the next five or ten years from now? Oh, that's an, uh, always an interesting uh, question. And uh, if I had a crystal ball, which I hope I do, um, I would say, look, this industry is uh, not an industry that is a hype anymore. This is a real industry, it's happening here today. We can see the levels of penetration in all the verticals increasing day by day. You know, we at Tele2 ourselves have between 20 to 25% increase month on month, which is a tremendous increase. What we see is that there are going to be uh, many more technologies used as connectivity bearers. It's not only going to be the cellular technologies, there's going to be lots of other technologies lots of other radio uh, frequencies, short, long. 
we know satellite is coming on board. We know fixed line is going to be a more and more important um, bearer of all of these type of solutions. We're going to see many more types of business models being implemented, moving from products to services. I think that's going to be important. If you ask me which was the vertical that was going to be the vertical that is going to be the largest vertical in number of deployments and in value for society, it's going to be the healthcare vertical. Simply, we're not getting younger, we're getting older, we're not getting healthier, we're getting sicker. Well, by definition, we are going to see a huge uptake in medical devices that allows us to stay at home, be monitored at home, being able to transmit information to uh, relatives, family members, the doctors, institutions. We're going to see a big drive from insurance companies, putting in play lots of medical equipment to be able to monitor you to increase or decrease the premium of your insurance. So healthcare is my bet for the future. Well, um, that was the, the, the question I was going uh, to do. So I think uh, that was uh, the best uh, way to end our uh, interview, our discussion. Uh, I would like to thank you very much, Rami. My pleasure. Thank you for having me on. So that was uh, Rami Avidan, the director M2M of Tele2 Group. This is Saki Suyantafilakis for Tech Talk Central. Thank you very much. You're listening to Tech Talk Central.